Yo, this is Press Play with Augie and Riz. I'm Augie. Hey, hey, I'm Riz. This is a podcast where we share our thoughts, ideas, and rants about anything pop culture and the world around us. With a twist. You can always keep up with us on Instagram at PressPlayAR. That's PressPlayAR on Instagram. We decided to stay in this weekend and watch In the Heights. We review that, and we cry over one of our favorite TV shows getting canceled. We review Loki, discuss RuPaul, and much, much, much more. Stick around. I almost said the F word for some reason. (laughs) Stick around. I was getting into it. Okay, so as more theaters are opening up with restrictions or without, depending on where you live here in America, because that's how life is now, uh, some box office numbers. A Quiet Place 2 raked in $108 million in total so far, being open for only three weeks. It is the first film during this pandemic to cross the $100 million line, which is great. Uh, in the Heights with 11 million and Peter Rabbit 2 in third place with 10 million. I think In the Heights got hurt a little bit because of the HBO Max ability for it being available without yeah. that special $30 extra as to Disney Plus. Yeah, I don't know how, how, you, how you could factor that in. I mean, they were factoring in. Like with the Wonder Woman, they factored in how many new subscriptions they got. Yeah. But, you know, people already have a subscription. They're like, oh, I'm going to get a, a brand new movie in the theater every, mm-hmm. you know, that's in the theater every month. You know, this is pretty cool. You know, I think it's 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 good business wise, uh, but it doesn't seem like they want to compete with, you know, big and, and really a mus- musicals don't really do that well anyways. No, but uh, Greatest Showman did great, though. Greatest Showman, um, I feel, was a, was kind of like a word of mouth type thing. Mm-hmm. It, it was it was an original musical. In the Heights was based on a um, a book. A book. A book. Originally a book. Well, I mean, it was based off a Broadway play by oh. Lin Manuel, whatever. And people like those don't always do that well. I can't think of of any that you know started from. Or many, you know, and then were huge. You know Chicago what I mean? Chicago was great. And it won an Oscar. But did it do that well in the box office? We'll get back to you on that. All right. We'll All have right. to look that up. Uh, so we are extraordinary saddened by the news. We have some extraordinarily bad news. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist has been canceled after just two seasons. Yeah, uh, I was kind of like mentally preparing myself for it. Um, still sucks to hear. Uh, I used to take take cancellations really hard, you know, back back in the day because you you have good quality shows that not enough people watch and they end up getting canceled. If I, I think I've said in the past, if Buffy the Vampire Slayer was on a different network, it wouldn't have lasted past one season. You don't think so? No, not with the ratings that it had. No, um, there were there were shows around that time like on fox that would get five times as many view viewers and get canceled Mm. um so you know that just happened to be on the right channel at the right time and maybe they're still gonna try and shop shop zoe's extraordinary playlist around to other networks they've already confirmed that it won't go to go to peacock uh streaming service yeah um, but I think it would be a good fit for Hulu. like Hulu or Netflix or I don't think Netflix. 
I mean, Netflix uh, brought Lucifer back. Yes. Yes, it did. And I'm glad that it ended the way it ended. It was bittersweet. And that was a story that the uh, creators had in mind for the second season, whether it was going to be canceled or not. Yeah. Uh, so th- for second season and the story as a whole, I think it ended pretty well. If it's not going to be picked up and it's going to be shelved, I think it's fine. Yeah, it's a shame, but, you know. I'm still keeping my fingers crossed, but we'll see. But, you know, uh, we're using the hashtag SaveZoe's Playlist on Twitter. And uh, the day that it was canceled, it went to, like, the hashtag went to number one. So mm-hmm. they're trying to to get it out there to other other networks or streaming services. So we'll It would see. be nice, well, we talked about it in the previous episode, to see if Zoe's ability was gone and given to Skylar. Or Skylar's character, like I would like to see her view of, like I would like to see her point of view of, of her world and how she feels about everything, and it would be nice. But that's neither here or there. Yeah, it would have been interesting to see like where they they would have gone with that. I don't know if they would have taken it away from them, you know. And and there's like this this whole this whole thing where in science fiction when there's a female lead. They always end up introducing a guy that has the same abilities. Always. And, you know, it's never it's never turned around where the, there's a male lead, you know. There was never a female quantum leap or whatever you call that. or You know what I mean? The only one I can kind of really remember is Will Smith's movie Hitchcock where he was the male lead and then he found out that Charlize Theron's character could do the same could stuff. Could do the same thing. I never thing. saw it. I'm talking about TV shows, but uh, I, no, I've never seen Hitchcock. Is it good? I didn't it's even good. know Charlize Theron was in it. I like Char- Charlize Theron. Mm-hmm. I'll have to check that out. But I think of you know shows like True Calling, where they had to, to introduce Jason Priestley as the alternate True Calling or whatever, and I, I feel like it's it's a little cliche. Um, even though I would like to see what happens, and it does like solve a lot of mysteries or not mysteries storylines well, we shall see i yeah. don't know it, it probably won't happen but we will just like, see if anything happens so um i hear that they announced the cast for rupaul's drag race all-stars season six yes 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 any after surprises much, after much speculations and stuff like that uh it was announced the cast of all-star six and we are gagging because we are very happy <laughs> that uh, of the cast. Uh, so the cast of season six of All Star includes Akira Davenport, Eureka, Ginger Minj, Jan, Jiggly Caliente, Kyle Sonic Love, Pandora Box, Raja O'Hara, Scarlet Envy, Serena Chacha, Silky Nutmeg Ganache, Trinity K. Bonet, and Yara Sofia. Which is a pretty solid cast. The only thing that kind of sticks out is that there's a lot of chiefs and very few Indians here. In the sense of, like, there's a lot of big, hot-headed people. That's what they're looking for. They want that drama. You have uh, Soki Nugget. Eureka. Mm -hmm. Soki Nutmeg Ganache. Raja O'Hara was completely a total bitch towards Evie Oddly in her season. And, uh... 
Yeah, those three are very, very, very hot, and they're well, going to be the ones enticing the the season. Much how I agree why Candy Muse lasted so long in season thirteen to keep it, that drama around to keep that drama rating to and keep that, all uh, that stuff going on. I was I was very disappointed with uh, RuPaul keeping her when she was eliminated. Like she was eliminated, and there, and RuPaul's like, "Oh no, wait, stop!" She's like walking off the stage crying, and it's like, "Wait, did you get like something in your ear from the producers? Wait, don't let her go, or something like that." Maybe, maybe you know. Uh, and then she went on, on to be in the top four, and she's not she like was the very top two. By tech- default, I don't, I don't really like those those uh, final. And I, I don't mean do to it? like bash her. She, she's great, and she has, uh eye-catching talent and i'm gonna that's her strong point is her 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 loudness and her her exuberant is what what is her her niche right and but i think a lot of people are turned off by her personality and you you've told me that that she's having trouble booking shows today yeah because of that and And people don't understand it she's like and they and her friends are like well that's because she was second place because she didn't have and i'm quoting her her star quality potential as she smothered in Tamisha Iman's face. Yeah. That she was so nasty and so rude. That fight was, was disgusting. But let's see what this is all about. So from the list, who is your favorite? Who are you hoping for? I want Jiggly Caliente, Ginger Minj, and Jada Sofia. Because I feel like it's time for like a big girl to, to win or a Hispanic girl to to win the so yeah uh out of all of them i like akiria i like you know i like eureka's aesthetic you know what i mean i don't like her personally <laughs> so um i think she'll make it far but it's gonna suck because yeah. she's gonna be like confrontational and shit i have like i have very mixed feelings for for eureka uh jan is funny uh, she'll be out in the, in the first two episodes. Aww. I'm sorry, Jan. It's true. Jiggly is awesome. Um, and oh yeah, Scarlet Envy is that one of the ones you you said? Oh, I love her. Yes, she, she was uh, she was eliminated very early. I remember, like the third or the fourth one. Yeah, so it'll be fun to see. So like it it mixes a lot of people that went very far, and then you know several that. People liked, but were eliminated early on. So it'll be nice to see see people like that uh, uh, again. And Yara Sophia, I don't really remember her, but her real last name is Ortiz. So I'll I will be um, rooting rooting for her, for her because yeah. she's related to Gabriel Borges Ortiz. Gabriel. And on the topic of homosexuals. <laughs> <laughs> We're not assuming anyone's uh, sexuality by being on Drag Race, by the way. No. Um, no. Just joking. <laughs> Straight. Um, what the fuck is wrong with the scoring of Legendary? Can we, like, discuss that, please? Because I feel like they're just pulling numbers out of their asses like there's no tomorrow. And it's not... And it's not numbers given to the reason why those judges are there. It, it's a very frustrating show to watch. The, the the actual like the you have the four judges plus a guest judge most of the time, and I think it was the second episode where 
um, they go through, you know, the list. It was nines, 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 and La Roche uh, gives them an, an eight. Mm-hmm. Or no, no, no. He gives them a ten. He's mm-hmm. like, this is my, this is, this is really good. He gives them a ten. So then the next one comes out. Uh, it was like this fantastic performance, and everyone gives them tens. And La Roche comes on, and he goes, "This was the performance of the night." Nine. It's like what? Yeah. Wait a minute. But you just gave the other one ten. But this is the performance of the night, and it's a nine. And going- so there's just so much bullshit like that. I agree. I agree. And going back to the guest judges, I don't like that they have so much power that they can eliminate someone. Um, one thing that I like about America's Next Top Model is at the end of the, sh- the season, like like what they did in Legendary, it was the main judges. Okay, yeah, yeah. And, and going back to RuPaul, RuPaul is the decision maker because it is her show. And I feel like... It, as far as we know, because I I do believe there's producers whispering in her ear. I'm sure. Well. I, well, I'm sure, you know. In any show. But still, I feel like the guest judges at Legendary have so much powers. Because there's times where, like, the, the permanent judges are giving them tens and nines and eights across the board. And then the guest judge cuts them. And I just don't feel like it, it's fair for the, the, the houses. Um... La Roach, I don't understand why he's there because he doesn't even judge fashion half the time. Yeah. His critique towards Honey in that episode was true, and I 100% agree with him. But to, but to punish the whole group yeah. because of one person, I don't think that's fair. I don't know how that's that's allowed there's a lot of hypocritical stuff like he he got on jamil jamil jamila's case uh because she she said that you know what the the elimination performances both were were really you know it was a house of tishi against someone else yeah i can't decide between the two so i'm gonna have to go back to the previous you know so she she decided the other house you know which was against the popular opinion um, and he got on her case for that, yet he turns around like like Jamila, it has to be about just the performance, it has to be just it has about to the be performance. About this and then elimination he's judging, round. you know, the the little girl for making a bad comment about the shoes, which was douchey, yes. But how does that eclipse everything else when you're telling Jamila Jamila that, that you're not supposed to have it eclipse everything else. It does it doesn't make sense. And we hope that that changes in in season three, if there is a season three. I feel like they dumped the last two like the last two weeks they dumped two episodes a week. I feel like they're they're gonna cancel it. And then I, and then when the ju- the main judges can't come up with a decision, the guest judge has to break it. And it's like yeah. And sometimes these these guest judges doesn't have any experience in ballroom for them to decide something like that. I don't feel like the the best two houses made it to the finale. I don't. I I agree. I, I think agree Tishi with you was amazing. Tishi should have been in the top two. Tishi period. was amazing. Period. 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 And I also think that the last decision in that whole judging should be Leomi because she's the most experienced. She lived that. She was the essence. Of ballroom in that, so everyone can talk their shit, but at the end, it should be Laomi who could, who could probably even be the decision maker because she's the most experienced one. One other thing that I mentioned uh, as we were watching the finale was I wish that it 
that the scores didn't depend so much on the group performance. Yes. Like this gigantic group performance, because that's not what, what ball is. You know, it would be one group performance, and they would get, you know, maximum 50 points. And then it would be one more, like, small thing where they get an extra 10 points. And literally, almost every time, whoever won the, the small one would end up winning the whole thing. Because mm-hmm. you would have someone with 50 and someone with 42. That puts them at 52 and they beat the person that just slayed on the... Uh, oh my god, I used the word slayed. Yes. <laughs> on the uh, on the group challenge. It, it doesn't make sense. I would prefer it to be, like, four or five, like in the finale, five smaller challenges where it adds up to something even the finale was was fixed because whoever won the most of the smaller ones won it it was impossible it should have been like the entrance of all the the houses should be one thing and then do the categories after not just like you said one small thing that's worth 10 points that literally the person who did worse throughout the main event can easily be second or first place. Yeah. And it, I, and that's that's not that fair. Maybe it's different. That's how in- Tishi got into the bottom. The bottom, their week, mm-hmm. was because they were, you know, shoved to the bottom by that one category. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's coming back, I'm going to be honest. I feel like they, they kind of dumped the last two, the last four episodes over two weeks on purpose. Um, and it's, I don't see it coming back. Want want. Yeah, I'm not going to cry over it. We'll watch it if it comes back. Of course. But we're also watching Love, Victor, that it was out this weekend on the weekend of June 11th. Yeah, I can't imagine. All all this, like, gay programming coming out this month, I can't imagine why. I don't know. Is it a special month or something? Is it, like, a month about, you know, gay people? I don't know. I'm seeing a lot of rainbows all over the place. The LGBT umbrella? Yeah. Is it something specific about this month? Oh, well, whatever. I know. Um, But Love, Victor, it is a gay show. Yeah. (laughs) And season two just started. Uh, The season uh, ended last year with him coming out to his parents. And we've been eager to find out what were their reaction. Uh, How did you think of that? The reaction scene, I was very underwhelmed, honestly. I mean... I you know one trick that that shows do and that that I kind of started noticing years ago and is very distracting is when there's a cliffhanger like that they'll go back with the um with the cast and they'll reshoot that scene for the premiere so literally the kid aged a year or all of them <laughs> aged a year because that's probably how long it's been i know what it was the, distracted distracting as hell the guy the the guy that bullied him victor but then befriended him yeah and dated the other C- black cuba girl. gooding jr's son son he looks like he's freaking 32 he does he's he's incredible he's aged a lot um honestly a little like just in general for the first episode i was underwhelmed um they they kind of talked about doing it um at the end of the season that whether they would go forward with a new with the original characters or whether it would be like a new character in another high school type thing really well i mean not the producers the producers knew they were going to go with the same characters but you know people it was discussion whether that would be the case like in general and i kind of wish that they might have gone the other direction because uh there's like i don't know that would be nice. I was, I was like, un- underwhelmed. Like, uh, like every- they could do a trans character next year. 
like every season, like yeah. an anthology of youth teens coming out and that yeah. would be their whole story arc and at the end it could be great and in reality at the end it couldn't it won't be great because not all coming out story unfortunately unfortunately in this age ends with a happy ending they aren't like I'm trying to like explain like why I'm underwhelmed or why I'm underwhelmed I got really held back because I was shocked that they wrote that the mom wasn't as supportive as the dad. The dad still shows a bit uh, apprehensiveness, but he's trying to what's a what's a phrase? Put salt on the wound, or no, no, no. no. <laughs> or put um, like mask it. Yeah, you know, try to try to bury it and try to like just keep going and this is it. But his mom is not having it, and usually, in it's the other way. It's around. the other way. Moms are more acceptance than fathers. Uh, so I was pretty taken back and pretty acceptance about that. Um, it's a lot of drama. I don't know. I'll, I'll finish the season probably, but it's not like really must-see TV for me right now. You know, like I'm not really that interested in, in the ex-girlfriend's story and how she's all depressed and how... Everyone is kind of moving a, 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 moving on without um, her. Oh my gosh. Tear. Teenage she drama. She should have opened that box at Cuba Gooding Junior Sun Center. She well, she did. I think or, she did, but or, she just didn't respond. Well, she was trying to and, find herself. And he moved on. Uh, and then there's there's the kid with his uh, with his turtle. his mom. Oh, with his mom. Well, yeah. And he's gonna be evicted, and it's just a lot of drama. And the uh, I'm I don't know. Okay. Uh, maybe my uh, after the next episode, like my my feelings will change, but we'll, we'll keep see you what we'll keep you posted. Uh, so there was another new show that started this week. Um, Loki. Does that have anything to do with uh, Loki Pride <laughs> Pride Month? No. Well, the, talking about that, there was some discussion about Loki where there was some. Uh, tabloids, not tabloids, like headlines saying that Loki is gender fluid and oh my god, he's a, a Marvel character that's gender fluid and a lot of gr Greek nerds and philosophers or whatever you want to call them were like, no, he's a shapeshifter and he's a god, like that's, he's not anything, like he molds into whatever it is so like, it, I, it, they were trying to like blow something up yeah, that really wasn't sticking. I guess I saw I saw those headlines and I kind of rolled my eyes. I didn't bother clicking on it. Yeah, I'm like it's Marvel, it's Disney. They aren't gonna like take a popular. He's not gonna fucking make out with a random yeah. dude from Come whatever. On. Like, so uh, moving on to yeah. that. Uh, so what do you think of the first episode of Loki? Uh, I opener. I really like the fact that they. Okay, so we in Loki. It takes place. In the past, when he escapes with the Tesseract, uh, in Endgame, you know, they went to the past to right. to get the stones to re-snap okay, the blip. I understand. And when they went to the past, they had, like, some fucking fuck-up where Loki catches a Tesseract and he disappears and he ends up in Mongolia. And the ATI, I think it's what they're called, or ATV, I don't know. But they're, like, time cops and... They arrest Loki, and we, as the audience, uh, learn that 
the universe or the powers that be are much bigger than we actually think they are in this universe. And these are these people who kind of keep the flow of time in in place. And from what I understand is like you can mess with that timeline. You can even travel back and forth in that timeline. You just can't leave that timeline. and Or you can't create a timeline that is already set in motion. Uh, so that's where Loki gets in trouble because what he did wasn't supposed to happen. And then we find out that we have to find Loki because another Loki because that Loki has been killing uh, the ATI's cops throughout time. So maybe this is like a time heist. Uh, I like the fact that Loki was looking at himself in that screen and his whole history in the in the MCU and he saw his own death and I feel like that was the first time we kind of saw him literally like break down and we as as viewers saw like his mind thinking like all this is like pointless like there like he is such a minuscule dot in this whole entire universe that even Owen Wilson's character was like okay you got space and what like what's the bigger picture like what do you want space is just really small compared to what we know wow you um you got a lot out of that episode yes <laughs> uh, i i i i got pretty colors very flashy um <laughs> A uh, good cast. Uh, the the voice that remember the voice of the of in the video that was Tara Strong, a a, a famous um, voice yes. actress who I like. Yes. Um, storyline wise, I think it's closer to WandaVision than uh, Captain and Winter Captain Soldier. and Winter because it's hokey. You know, like okay. it's kind of like okay, I get it. Uh, this is more of like an entertainment type thing that it will, you know. Yeah. Uh, we'll see what happens. I, I wanted to, and I did like it better than Captain and Winter Soldier. Um, but I'm trying not to focus so much on alternate timelines and why they they came after him right away when he used the Tesseract or whatever to to, you know, travel, but they didn't go after any of the Avengers in... Well, it was mentioned that those things are supposed to happen. Who decides that they're supposed to happen? The ATI. Exactly, and that that pisses me off. I think I feel like that's a cop out. I feel like that's just like, oh, let's just put this in real fast. Let's just say the powers that be. You know, the, the, the I feel like that's a cop out. I feel like they could have like come up with something else. You know, because they could just be like, oh yeah, you know, we know there was a Starbucks cup. You know, in the Game of Thrones thing but that's that's that was the powers that be decided that 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 starbucks cup should have been there something stupid like that i feel like it's just like covering up for laziness Mm, i i don't think so but we disagree wow okay (laughs) uh i'm really excited about this show i wasn't really thrilled at it at first but coming off of captain america or yeah captain america right no, the Falcon and well, yeah. Now it's, it's Captain, Captain America, America and the Winter, and Winter Soldier. Soldier. Uh, it should have been White Tiger at the end, but you know, White Tiger. Uh, they they were gonna change his name at the end, 
but they said that they didn't want to to focus more on Sam Wilson's transitioning into Captain America instead of both of them. Winter Soldier becomes White Tiger? Or he becomes something like that. Uh, uh, I don't know. I can't think of his code name or his superhero name, but it was going to be changed as well. Uh, but then it was canceled um, or it was scratched out. Uh, I, I am excited to it to see it more. I felt like I feel like uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier took itself a little too serious. And it kind of, for me, I felt like that was more of like a cop out than anything else. I, I was expecting more something, something to to wow me. And the story of it was very... All it was meant to do was to stretch out uh, the Falcon's decision to take on the, the Captain America shield, yeah. you know? And I feel like he already decided that at the end of that movie, you know, it's like, oh, I'll accept it. Okay. But then in the beginning, he's like, no, I don't want it anymore. It's like, okay, so I guess we're going to wait eight episodes for for him to become Captain America (laughs) then. Thank you, Marvel. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for diluting that. Yeah. Thanks for stretching that out and getting every penny you can out of us. Uh, uh, Kevin Feige says that this is going to be... Uh, the show is going to be the most impactful one out of all the shows that has come out. Well, yeah, the because they're they're going into this multi-dimensional shit, and this is about multi-dimensional shit. So it, you know, you mean impactful to the Marvel universe, I cinematic think to, universe, to, to Loki or the oh, show? Okay, I understand. Yeah. Um, another thing about the, uh, Marvel's uh, MCU news, it is reported that we have our Namor, the Submariner, cast. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing this name correctly, but it's Tenoch Huerta is rumored to be cast as the Submariner, and he might appear either in Black Panther Wakanda Forever or in uh, The Eternals. There's rumors that he might do a cameo in The Eternal, but... Uh, I think his story is going to flesh out more in Wakanda Forever, where there's going to be a battle between Wakanda and uh, Atlantis, wherever he's from. Okay, I'll have to wait and and see, because I have no idea. I'm not Marvel. Yeah, I'm I'm excited because it's long overdue. Technically, Namor is the first uh, X-Men, or not X-Men, Marvel character to be... uh, in Marvel Comics uh, with Mm. the Human Torch. But he wasn't the Fantastic Four Human Torch. He was its own thing. Uh, It was Human Torch and the Submariner were like the very first, first, first people to be published in Marvel Comics. Uh, So we're excited about that. Anything you want to add? Isn't Black Widow coming out soon? Yes, Black Widow comes out actually in a month. July 12th, I want to say. All right, I'm looking forward to that. Uh, we have, I feel like there's something else coming out within the next week. I know that uh, Welcome to Woodyland or Woollyland or whatever is coming out on Hulu. We've been looking forward to seeing that. And, um, you know, stay tuned. Maybe we will finally watch Freaky. Yeah. Um, and, you know, just a, a lot of music coming out. And um, But we should do, like, a music episode, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you mean a music episode? Like, just discuss music. Okay. Or will we sing every line? Hello, it's so, Augie and Riz. Oh my god, our friends got us karaoke, and Riz <laughs> has not stopped at all. It's so funny. 
I'm not into. I'm not that into. You're the more karaoke. into it than me. They got it for me for my birthday because we went to Brenda's house for brunch and she had one and we started playing it. And I told Richard, "Oh, you can't get this to me because I will not leave you alone." And uh, thankfully, my friends uh, Adele and Charlene got me a mic, and he has been having fun <laughs> all the time about it. It's been like what? Seven days in a row that we've been karaokeing. We we have sessions, yes. Yes, but we have karaoke sessions. Nobody now. ever knew that Riz had the voice of an angel. That's no, all no, I have to you say. are pretty good. You are pretty good. You can hit those those Fiona and Florence <laughs> and those Florence notes. We're gonna go ahead and take a quick break, and we'll be back with our review of In the Heights. Hey there, and welcome back. In the Heights is from the mind of Lin-Manuel Miranda. That's the dude behind Hamilton and the director of the upcoming film Tick, Tick, Boom, starring Andrew Garfield. In the Heights is a story of a neighborhood block in New York where little dreams are born and is seen through the eyes of a young Dominican bodega owner. Name Yusnavi. Yusnavi. <laughs> Yusnavi. <laughs> yeah. I, uh... The name comes from uh, people who immigrated here, and it's a very uh, I th- Cuban name. I would say Cuban, because uh, that's the name you would hear here in Miami, uh, U- Usnavi. And it's from the the word or the name U.S. Navy. And mm-hmm. people would see that, and Im- uh, Cuban immigrants would see that, and they would be like, hey, I like the name. I'm going to name my, my child. Yusnavi in honor of me migrating here to the U.S. Uh, an, a similar story I've told you. I had a coworker from a previous job of mine who is Cuban and his name is Danger. And his mm-hmm. mom liked the name. She had no idea what it meant. Uh, she just saw it and she named him Danger. And when I met him, I'm like, do you know? And he's like, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> And I, I thought, like, he was, like, part of, like, a, a gang or something. <laughs> and he was, like, this total nerd. And it was it was funny. Uh, yeah. So In the Heights uh, was a musical or is a musical movie uh, with uh, a lot of seasoning from Lin-Manuel Miranda. I was a little butthurt at first because <laughs> you're, like, little. A little. <laughs> because it's, like, it was very formulated just like... Uh, you mean the songs? Yeah, like uh, Hamilton. And then now yeah. that I'm thinking about it, you're like, well, it's from the same person, but it's like Andrew Lloyd Webber has a mastermind of like whole bunches of music, uh, music Broadway. Musicals in general, you kind of end up kind of hearing the same thing over and over again. I don't. I do. I, I don't. Do. Absolutely. Well, what about, well, I, I was going to say Bob Fosse, but he's a choreographer, not a director uh, or a, a, a stage director. But it's like, again, going back to Andrew Lloyd Webber, you have his amazing musicals that are not, for me, are not one as the same or Roger and Hamilton. I mean, how many ways can you rap, though? You know, like, a like lot. Lin, Lin-Man, it, it's I mean, very easy. Musicals. It was like the same, like four count of the beat, you know, and it was just, I don't know. That part I was like whatever, but I I was grow I I began to grow to love it, uh or not love it I well do I love it Let me stop right there, 
I like it. Okay. <laughs> uh, it was great. It was great. There was a lot of stuff in the movie that I related as a firstborn generation from immigrant parents here in Miami. Uh, how I grew up in Hialeah in an apartment complex and my mom and dad were friends with everyone. Like the second, the girl that lived in the second floor was my sister's tutor. Then there was like the viejita on the other side. There was uh, my barber that was our next door neighbor who Mm. was gay. His name was Paquito. I don't know if he's still alive, but I had like these blonde, blonde hair when I was a kid. And he he would tell me, oh my God. Your son's hair is like champagne. Very fun boy. I don't know. Maybe his gay essence rubbed off on me. I don't know if that works. works. But what what about you? What do you think about the 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 movie? Um, I I really like the cast. Uh, I think I said at the beginning when we saw uh Dasha from um, Orange Is the New Black. Uh. That oh, wouldn't it be cool if she was the love interest? She was not the love interest, of course not. Right away, um, she was a hoe. She was a random kind of a background hoe. She had a couple couple singing lines, but it was nice to see her. And there was another girl from Orange Is the New Black, you know, as well in it. Um, and I, you know, a lot of uh, fantastic Hispanic actors. And I'm like, wow, I can't think of any Hispanic actors that aren't in this movie at the moment. Like, <laughs> and then popular. out of nowhere, Mark Anthony shows up. Mark Anthony is and there. And man, did he look like shit. Like, Mariah Carey and precious shit. Like, it was good. Like, he was unrecognizable. Yeah. yeah. Um, who was the actress from um, that I mentioned? Cheetah. Uh, no. Um, from West Side Story. Rita Moreno. Rita Moreno. And I said they could have gotten Rita Moreno in this movie, you know? She would have been fantastic, but then they kind of gave her a shout-out. Yeah. Like, when when uh, the the father, like, told told them, like, the, the major uh, female people to, like, to think about in, in Hispanic culture. Yeah. And it was, you know, like... Rita, Cheetah, Frida. Frida. And, uh... The High Justice uh, Sotomayor as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like I said, the love interest was obvious. Like the the whole like I saw the the ending coming a million miles away because it it's obvious. You know, you know what I mean. Obviously, we're not going to give much away. Um, other than you know, it would have been funny had they just revealed that it was just Dasha all along that was the mother. It was, it was kind of like How I Met Your Mother, if you think it's, about it. Yeah. I was thinking about that. Yeah. I never watched the show, but I, looking at, like, memes and stuff on online, I kind of understand what, what that movie is about. Uh, I like it. I like the cast as well. Um, I really felt heartbroken for the Abuelita part, and I don't want to spoil it, but uh, she was uh, one of the main characters, but she played a Cuban lady, and she has a song about you know her mom immigrating here to Cuba from Cuba for a better life. And I completely felt so relatable that I fucking bawled in tears. Uh, and the song was really, really beautiful. To I would say that is one of my favorite songs, and I want to listen to it again, but I'm not ready because. I don't want to cry again. Uh, and I think that was like my favorite bittersweet part. Um, there was uh, honestly not, n- no song stood out to me. That was a really pretty song we mentioned, but nothing like stood out to me mm-hmm. as far as, you know, 
was still in my head afterwards. Uh, the choreography was amazing. You know, amazing. Yes. The, the pool scene was awesome. I liked it. That very was, colorful. That was very just colorful. awesome. I'm like, I, I can't I can't look away. This is just beautiful. And, and you know, when it's not only, you know, and it's not the only movie that, does, that has, has achieved this, but it's when it's not only the main person that's performing or singing, it, where you, you can watch, like, a little tiny person in the background, and they're giving it their all as well. Yes. You know? Yes. It, it, Everyone's giving it all. It, it's uh, it's fun to watch, I guess. Yeah, I, I also want to mention that I liked about this movie is that it wasn't there was no evil villain, there was no like protagonist. And the guy in the suit, remember when he started walking up? You're like, oh, there's the bad guy, yeah. and he turned out to be he's not that bad. No, <laughs> he's not like, and there's no like person because I thought as well there was gonna be some guy that wants to gentrify or whatever yeah it's like rent yeah Yeah. like rent at the the block but it's it's about like these individual people with their dreams and going about their day to try to make these dreams come true and that's i kind of found that 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 was pretty cool uh and fresh in my opinion so from like a one to ten what do you give in the heights i'll give it an eight i'll give it an eight I'll give it a, a 7.5. All right. Or because, I don't know, you know, it didn't mention a lot of Cuban people. I'm going to give it a 2. A la, a la it mentioned la everyone. Roach. Remember the, the one scene in the alley where they gave everyone a, a shout out? They yes. had the flags and everything. Yeah. Every Hispanic heritage. Yeah. That was nice. That was great. I felt included. My, I, my little I half Puerto too. Rican song. <laughs> I did too. Um... Yeah, anyone who likes musicals or those types of movies, go check it out. Why not? I think it's a great, fun movie for the family or for someone who just likes it. Uh, Before we go, do you have any final thoughts? Uh, About In the Heights or in general? Or anything in general. Uh, Do you remember Valentina's line in In the Heights? No. Because I I didn't click on the article, but... uh, it was how Valentina stole the movie or something like that oh with her with, with her one line. I'm like, did did she steal the did movie? Did she steal it? I mean, she was in it, and we're like, oh, Valentina, but um, I don't. did she steal it? No. Do you and you didn't I can't read it? Remember? No, I didn't. Click oh, on okay. It. I'm very lazy with with articles and clicking on because I'm afraid I'm gonna you know just get a bunch of ads like clickbait. So yeah. I generally don't don't click. Or what about um, that? My final thoughts uh, are like articles that repeat the same paragraph. About the same thing, like mm-hmm. the actor was cast in Lord of the Rings, Elijah Woods, and then in the next paragraph is Elijah Woods from such and such movie was cast in Lord of the Rings, I and can't. it's just so it's so clicky. I bait. wish I could block like some some of these news so called news organizations from appearing on my timelines because it's it drives me up the effing wall. Don't do that, guys. Don't do that. So we got to wrap this up with a pretty little bow. We like that you guys are constantly listening to us. And if you have any type of questions or any movies for us to watch or music to listen to us, uh, listen to, I'm sorry, you can hit us up on Instagram at PressPlayAR or email us at GoPressPlay2 at gmail.com. That's press play AR on Instagram and go press play the number two at gmail.com. Uh, we hope we sparked something for you guys to think about. And if not, 
let us know on one of those social medias that I just mentioned. <laughs> We're not reading off of a li- of a script. <laughs> I'm Augie. Hey, hey, I'm Riz. Thanks, Thanks for, for listening. See, okay, that's, that's, that's a little of my uh, yeah, karaoke that's, there. That's too much. Uh, it's never too much. I, I sing like an angel. Okay, Diana Ross. <laughs>